ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I am 12 Kyle. Check this out. (laughs) On this episode, we are going back. I'm going to talk about one of my favorite TV episodes of all time. Uh, The series was called A Different World. It was a sitcom that aired on NBC uh, from September 24th, 1987 until July 9th, 1993. Uh, Six seasons on the air. Uh, This show was a spinoff from The Cosby Show. Uh, The show was supposed to be featured around uh, Denise Huxtable, Denise was the daughter of Cliff and Claire Huxtable from the Cosby show. And the actress, Lisa Bonet was to have gone off to this fictional historically black college and university or HBCU called Hillman college. Uh, and I think Hillman was located in Virginia and, um, this show was, everything. Um, it really was must see TV and I'm going to get into, you know, the significance of the show and so forth and so on and what I liked about the show, but, um, yeah, different world, um, a different world ran for six seasons. Um, I was automatically hooked on a different world from the beginning. Uh, the reason being is that I was a huge Cosby show fan, uh, much like most people, my age, uh, or just that came up in that area of the eighties. And, um, you know, I was, uh, you know, most guys, you know, they liked looking at Denise Huxtable. I thought she I always thought Lisa Bonet was cute. Um, but when we got the news that she would be having her own spinoff and the cool part about it was the Cosby show came on, a, on NBC at eight o'clock on Thursday nights. Right. And so a different world was right behind it. So you got an hour worth of TV. And I mean, like in the era before TiVo and DVRs and and streaming, um, that was appointment TV. Like literally, like you didn't want to move. You didn't want to miss anything uh, because once an episode aired, like you didn't see it again until maybe the summertime. Um, But A Different World was really, really cool uh, because for me, it was a depiction of something that I was very familiar with. And that was an HBCU, again, a historically black college and university. Um, Although Hillman was fictional, uh, if you follow the Cosby show, you know that um, Cliff and Claire Huxtable met at Hillman College. So it was kind of dope when you think about it because 
here it is, their daughter, their, what, she was the what, second oldest daughter. Um, she was going off to college. Now, her older sister, Sandra, went to Princeton. But <laughs> that's another story for another day. But um, Denise Huxtable was going to Hillman. And the cool part about it was she was following in her parents' footsteps. And so it was really, really dope to see um, a spinoff. And I mean, I know I follow TV and was a TV buff at the time, um, but I knew that there were spinoffs before, long before this spinoff happened. But this was different because, you know, the stuff that Denise and her brother Theo, who's a couple of years long, younger, the stuff that they dealt with on the Cosby show was right in my wheelhouse because at the time, so we're talking 87, 87, I was in high school. Like I was a freshman in high school. So I, it was relatable content. And so by the time a different world hit season two and I saw everything that happened on that season, I was like, that's it. I'm done. Like it, it was a wrap. I knew that personally I wanted to go to an HBCU. Um, but the show was incredible. Uh, like I said, it ran for six seasons. Um, so we can get into some of the particulars. Um, it was, I, I will say this before I get into the favorites and stuff like that. Um, the first season, uh, you know, featured Denise, um, her roommate, Jaleesa, um, who was played by Dawn Lewis, uh, Marissa Tomei. Uh, her name was Maggie. Maggie was played by Marissa Tomei. Um, and it, Marissa Tomei was interesting because she was a white girl at a predominantly black college. Um, and honestly, you really didn't see a lot. <laughs> Just judging from my own personal experience, we didn't really have, you know, a lot of white girls at our school. Um, I, I can't think of none in their undergrad, but that's another story for another day. Anyway, um, but the first season for as happy as we were to have a first season, and of course it featured uh, two guys, um, Dwayne Wayne <laughs> and his partner Ron Johnson. And of course, the Southern Belle, Whitley Gilbert. Um, for as much as it, um, as much as we were hyped about the show, as much as we liked the show, if I'm gonna keep it a bean with y'all, looking back on it now, that first season wasn't that good. I mean, relatively speaking, compared to the other seasons, I'll, I'll, I'll say that much. Um, if I can compare the seasons. Um, season one was, I, I think I can pretty safe to go on record and say, in my opinion, season one was the worst season. And it wasn't that it was bad. It just wasn't as good as the other seasons, but something different happened before season two, before season two started, uh, they fired the director of, um, who directed season one. I can't remember the lady's name. And they hired the legendary Debbie Allen to be the director on season two. And when I tell you, if you ever watch A Different World, 
the contrast between season one and season two are like night and day. Literally. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was uh it was must-see TV. Uh I just like a bunch of my friends, we all gathered around the TV to watch a different world. Um, so let's get into some of the particulars. Um, favorite character. Um do I have a, I, I loved most of the characters on a different world. Um, I'll probably say my favorite character was Dwayne Wayne. Um, one, Dwayne Wayne, obviously, if you, if you watched a different world, you know, he had his little funky flip up glasses. Um, but the thing that I, I liked about Dwayne Wayne was that one, he, he dressed. And like I remember, like one of the first episodes that I remember seeing, he had on um, he had on the white cement threes. For my sneakerheads out there, you know those are Air Jordans. He had the cement threes on, and he had the white. They were white, and I was like, "Yo," because I mean, like you didn't see like for as much as for as dope as Theo was on the Cosby Show, Theo ain't dressed fly. Like he <laughs> he had no gear. <laughs> or as the young folks say, drip. <laughs> Get out of here with that drip stuff. Um, but no, nah, Theo wasn't Theo wasn't like a fly dresser. Three Theo, you know, he dressed decent, but he he never had on no fly jeans and no fly clothes and no fly sneakers. But yeah, one of the first episodes I remember seeing Dwayne Wayne, he had on a pair of the white cement threes, and I'm like, yo, that dude is fly. And the thing about it was, was that it made me think like, okay, when I get to that stage, when I get to college, I got to be fly too. Cause Dwayne Wayne was fly. Like you never seen him in no busted clothes. Um, and that was by design. Um, but you know, Dwayne Wayne was one of my favorite, probably he's probably my favorite character. Uh, smart guy. He's from Brooklyn, New York. Um, he was the guy that, his freshman year was, you know, trying to chase everybody and was constantly getting dissed. And, you know, and I came to find out later on in life, you know, once I got to college that that can happen. Um, in fact, it will happen, you know, to some degree to most guys, uh, their freshman year. Um, you're not as cool and you're not as fly. You're not as everything. But, you know, it kind of just like Dwayne, it, it kind of evens out at some point. Right. Um, yeah, he's probably my favorite character. Um, and ironically enough, uh, his freshman year, which was season one, Dwayne had a huge crush on Denise Huxtable. Um, now Denise was, you know, something in and of itself. She was, she was a person in season one who was trying to find herself, she was making the adjustment of being away from home. Um, and she was on this historically black college campus where her parents went to school, where there were people on the campus that knew her parents. And given the fact that her dad at the time that he was in college was a track athlete, everybody knew Huxtable. So, you know, she, she was walking in some pretty big shoes. Um, and I'm sure that wasn't easy for Denise. But like I said, Dwayne, he 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 pretty much worshiped the ground that Denise walked on, which 
really wasn't really looking back on it was kind of corny, but you know, realistically, there are some people that act like that, you know, when, particularly when they're in school. Um, so I mentioned the change from Debbie Allen, excuse me, the, the first director to Debbie Allen in season two. That wasn't the only change that happened in season two. In season two, Denise Huxtable, the person who is the show is built around, is no longer in college. Um, if my memory serves me correct, Lisa Bonet, the actress who played Denise Huxtable, she did a movie called, what was it, Angel Heart, I think? And she had like this wild, crazy sex scene with Mickey Rourke, and there was like blood and stuff like that. And Bill Cosby, with his squeaky clean image, go figure, <laughs> at the time, <laughs> Mr. Puddin' Pop wasn't having that. So there was some discussion about that. And then I think not long after she did that movie, I think she got pregnant. And, and again, don't, I'm not looking this up. Don't fact, don't fact check me. Um, I think once she got pregnant, they didn't want to have a situation where you have this pregnant girl on a college campus, so forth and so on, which is crazy because that happens. I mean, kids have sex and kids get pregnant at college. Um, but anyway, um, so that, those were the two major changes. So you have a situation where you have this show and the person who the show is supposed to be around is no longer on the show. Like she wasn't Lisa Bonet, AKA Denise Huxtable. She wasn't on the Cosby show. She wasn't on a different world or anything. So, I don't necessarily know if that could have happened in today's times, but it happened. Um, and so everybody else had to kind of pick up the slack. And so that's where Debbie Allen comes in at and her writing and directing um, changed the whole scope of the show. And instead of it being featured on Denise Huxtable, it became featured on Dwayne Wayne, Whitley Gilbert, Jaleesa Vincent, and so forth and so on, as, as well as, a crop of freshmen that came in. You had Freddie, you had Kim. Um, so season two ch kind of changed everything. Uh, and it's funny because quite often, at least a couple of times a week, I'll sit and watch an episode, especially if it's on, because I think it comes on now, um, like on TV one. If some, if, if a different world's on, I'll sit and watch an episode. And I, and I watch the episodes as if I've never seen them before. And it's funny is that, my wife and I watch them and my, our kids watch them. So, you know, they, they've seen the whole series, right? Um, the, uh, the show was dope. I mean, like it was really, really dope. Um, so many, so many memorable, you know, moments and I'll touch on my favorite episode in just a second. Um, least favorite character. <sighs> huh? Let me think. I don't, I didn't like Maggie, but in fairness to Maggie, that was, like I said, she was played by Marissa Tomei. And it wasn't because she was a white girl. Um, I just didn't like Maggie. I, I mean, like, she didn't fit. Um, I can't really say, oh, now after Maggie, my least favorite character was um, Terrence. Terrence Taylor, Colonel Taylor's son. 
I didn't like Terrence at all. Terrence really had no bearing. Like, I didn't see the purpose of him being on the show. I know he was Colonel Taylor's son, and but he was just, like, corny. Like, and I, I don't know if they brought him in to be, like, the new Dwayne Wayne or whatever like that. But it was just like, nah, bro, you 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 whack. Like, that's that's crazy. So, um. I wasn't a fan of Terrence. I mean, like he—he, he, I can't really think of any any time where he had a scene that stole the show. Like he never stole. He was incapable of stealing the show. Um. So yeah, I probably say least favorite characters. Probably a tie between. And I think Terrence was on season five, season four, season five, and he might have been in season six. I think. Um, let's see what else. Um, there were so, like I said, some great moments. I'll get into my favorite episodes. Um, let me see if least favorite episode, my least favorite episode probably was season six. I can't remember the name of the episode, but it was an episode where the kids came across Billy D Williams. Shout out to court 45. <laughs> they came across Billy D and he was like this old baseball player and he was having a hard time like readjusting to his life or whatever like that. Um and that was that was that was, that was forgettable. Um and I like Billy D, but I mean it, it wasn't it was bad. It just didn't stack up with the rest of the um episodes. Um so that was probably my least favorite episode. Um, favorite episode. My favorite episode is probably everybody's favorite episode. Um, it's actually, two, it was a two-part episode. Uh, it was the end of season four, I think. Um, or it might have been end of season five. Um uh, yeah, I think it was the end of season five because season six was the final season. Uh, and that was the two episodes that led to the season finale. And in the season finale where Dwayne steals Whitney at the altar from Byron. <laughs> but I think, you know, like people get hung up in that moment and I'll talk about that in just a second. But people get hung up on part one, but part, I'm excuse me, part two, but part one was really, really dope because in part one, Dwayne talks about, or he has this scene where he goes to see Whitney and they have this conversation. And I mean, of course, we did hindsight is always 2020, but we don't, we didn't know what was going to happen but they never really had any closure to their relationship. They had broken off the relationship. She started seeing Byron. They ended up sleeping together one night and that was months later. And Byron, and at the time that they slept together, I think Whitney was Whit Whitley was engaged with Byron and Dwayne didn't know where he stood, but they had a very serious conversation. And I think the conversation was very important for the two of them. I mean, when I first came to Hellman, you know, I was Joe Knucklehead. Goofy freshman with flip-up glasses. Couldn't buy a day. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
But I ended up with you, free of charge. The woman I couldn't stand became my, my best friend, my girl, my lover. Even though you challenged me every step of the way, babe. <laughs> well, you know me, all or nothing. Well, you better not change. I thought that I would always be dependent on a man. I thought that's just the way it was going to be. But you taught me how to depend on myself. You taught me how to love, really. You taught me how to love. We were all that to each other. Why didn't our relationship work? Yeah, I, I don't know either. I, I, I always knew you'd make a beautiful bride with me. And then you get to part two where Dwayne pulls off the most miraculous and improbable theft of TV um, ever. And the scene was so sad. I mean, like it, when we saw it play out in real life, it was just incredible. It, it, I think it goes without saying it's a scene that anybody who watched that show will never, ever forget. Go on, Reverend. Go on. I can't until she responds. Well, she means yes. Well, she's got to say yes. <laughs> I will. Will you? Blessed are those who ask the questions, Bubba. Whitley, oh. I love you, and if you'll have me, I want you to be my wife. What the hell are you doing? Hey, I'm sorry, Byron, I love her. Duh, yes, duh. You can go, man. Will you have me, Dwayne, as your lawfully wedded husband from this day forth to having a home and richer, for poorer? Baby, please, please. I do. I mean, he said, baby, please. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it was it was dope. It was dope. Um, yeah, that's probably my favorite. Those two episodes are probably my favorite um episodes uh of a different world. Um overall, I think this this show it did a lot. Um, it probably did a lot more than we would ever think. Or maybe they ever thought that it would. Um, I mentioned that you know it introduced me. Not it, well, it didn't introduce me because I'd already had family members. I had an uncle that graduated from an HP from South Carolina State, uh, as a matter of fact. And by the time a different world aired, my older cousin Mike was at at South Carolina State too. So, um, but what a different world showed me that 
you know, I could go to an HBCU and my HBCU could be Hillman. And Hillman, you know, honestly, kind of, it, it really mirrored, you know, South Carolina State. We had a pit too. And that's where people hung out and kicked it at. And we had dorms, you know, they, they didn't look like that, but they, you know, they were very similar. Um, and the things that they dealt with on a day-to-day basis, on an episode basis, was a lot of stuff that we dealt with in, in college ourselves. Um, you know, one, one episode that resonates with me, you know, real, real strong was, um, you know, the episode where Ron and Dwayne are pledging and they're pledging a fraternity. And, you know, Dwayne was like, look, man, I'm not going to be doing a bunch of dumb stuff just to be somebody's brother. And, you know, Ron was like, he was with it. He was with the pledging and because he saw the long-term benefits of being in the fraternity. And if you ever set foot on, well, you don't necessarily have to set foot, but if you ever set foot on an HBCU campus, you will know that fraternities and sororities and their importance uh, to that particular campus, to, to black college life in general. Um, and for those of you wondering, I didn't pledge a fraternity. I chose not to. Uh, and people always ask why I'm like, just didn't want to, like, there was no, there was never a burning desire to do it. But now some of my friends, some of my closest friends pledged and, and my cousin, Eric, you know, they pledged fraternities and, and some of my closest friends pledged sororities. My wife is in a sorority. Um, but it just wasn't for me. I don't knock it. It just wasn't for me. Um, but that particular episode is very, it's very uh, telling because of, you know, sometimes you can have friends as close as Ron and Dwayne and their friendships can be strengthened or torn apart by them, you know, pledging a fraternity or sorority for that matter. Um, but like I said, I, I think a different world, the thing, the common theme that you will hear about a different world from many people in all walks of life is that it introduced them to HBCUs. And there are a lot of people that will say, if I didn't see a different world, I wouldn't have gone to an HBCU. And that's fact. Um, I can't necessarily say that that applies to me, but the way that it was portrayed on that screen, it even further and pushed my desire to go. Because by the and I mentioned this on the podcast before, and it's worth repeating. By the time that I was a junior in high school, I knew for a fact that I wasn't even considering <laughs> a PWI. It wasn't gonna happen. It just wasn't gonna happen. So it was just about okay, well, which HBCU am I going to? Like, because I had no desire to go being from the state of South Carolina, I had no desire to go to Clemson, had no desire to go to the University of South Carolina, had no desire to go to you know, Winthrop or God forbid the Citadel. <laughs> I don't mean it like that, but I mean, like, I'm not a military type person. So the Citadel definitely wasn't for me. So, and and that, that included other schools too, as well. So it was, and it's no not, it just wasn't for me, but a different world put me in the mindset of this is where you're going. And this is the experience that you're going to have, and you're going to love it. And it's going to be any and everything that you want it to be. Um, it was Wakanda and I didn't even know it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, those experiences are invaluable. And I think 
a show like that is invaluable. And it's, and it's unfortunate that we don't have shows like that on TV anymore. But I tell you what, A Different World was a trailblazer. The actors and actresses on that show, the directors, uh, everyone involved, they played a major role in how HBCUs were perceived. They played a major role in how we viewed ourselves and how HBCU views viewed us. And I think that's a great thing. I think, again, if you ask a multitude of people what was their first introduction to HBCUs, they will say a different world. And if a TV show can do that, then that says a lot about a TV show. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I could go on and on about every episode and the things that I love, but it was it. The show was magical. The show was everything that I loved about it. And when it went off the air, it was unfortunate because I think that they had plenty of time where they could have kept going, but the network chose to go in a different direction. Now that conversation, that's a whole nother subject for a whole nother day. But um, no matter what, you can't change the impact. And I think for that, myself as an HBCU alum, we're forever grateful. And that'll never change. But hey, that's going to do it for me. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for checking out this edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can find the podcast on all streaming platforms. Uh, You can watch it on YouTube. So make sure that you subscribe. And from time to time, there'll be bonus episodes that will drop on Sundays at midnight. Again, I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. 5G. (laughs) 